Welcome to the Spiritual Piggy Podcast with your hosts, Jessica Gaines and Noodle the Pig. On this podcast, we will discover what it means to live a wildly surrendered life, wholly connected to inner peace, while having the courage to get dirty and play full out on this amazing, magical playground we call Earth. Hi, I'm Jessica Gaines, animal communicator, intuitive channel, soul coach, and energy healer. My co-host and pet pig Noodle is a wise teacher, powerful joy igniter, and a master at playing in other dimensions while being fully grounded here on earth. We will explore the journey of spiritual awakening. I will channel Noodle as often as he would like the mic, sharing his perspective, interviewing guests, and participating in roundtable discussions. Welcome to the Spiritual Piggy Podcast. Let's play. Noodle butt. Hi, we are officially recording. Kyle and I have been hanging out for a couple minutes. He wanted to meet Noodle in his, all his pig glory and his physicality. So we did that. Um, Okay, so this is my first guest, as you all know. Um, Kyle Lipton is a comedian, a psychic, a transformational mentor whose purpose is to reveal the cosmic joke. Hi, Kyle. Hello, Jessica. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm really excited to have you on. I feel like I have so much that I want to get into with you. Um, first, I just want to describe briefly how we met. We won't get into that too much, but I just want to give the listeners like a foundation of how we met. So <laughs> you came into my life. This was, was it 2019? Does that sound right? 2019. Yeah, 2019. I joined... Project 90, which is James Swanwick's stop drinking for a minimum of 90 days. For me, I was an alcoholic. So I knew when I committed to this 90 days, it was going to be for the rest of my life. And I remember the night that I said yes to him, I cried. It was a whole thing. I had visions. It was a whole thing. And I think I was maybe a month in when he had the retreat in Venice Beach and I went and you were there. And I don't think you were an alcoholic. I think you just like doing cool shit. And so you were just there. Is that accurate? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember how it happened, but I think I ran into James and I've known James since 2015. So we go way back. And uh, he was like, do you want to come to this event? So I was like, sure. And then I came to the event. That was about it. Yeah, it, that was the beginning wasn't the beginning, but it was still near the beginning of my awakening. I know for you, at least from what I have witnessed on your social media, I feel like you've been doing this since like you were an adolescent. It's been a, it's been a minute. It's been about seven years of, um, of serving and supporting clients and transformation. My first client was a, a lesbian 50 something year old woman that I met at spiritual church seven years ago. So it has been, it has been a wild journey, a really beautiful one at that. That's awesome. That's exciting. I remember when we met, first off going to LA was like, that was a big deal for me anyways, because I was a little concerned that it was going to feel like the whole place was like going into a high school of a bunch of cool kids and you're not going to fit in. Like that's what I thought. And it wasn't at least the experience I went to at Venice Beach wasn't that way at all. You and I hit it off um right away and 
I remember the, we went to do something and I don't know, we rode in a car together and I just remember having an amazing conversation with you. You were going to host a retreat. I was like a hundred percent in. This is what I love about following your intuition. When I look back now, it's like, I didn't know you. I had no problem sending my deposit for a retreat to someone that I didn't know. If I'd asked someone else's opinion, they probably would have said, you don't even know this person, but that's how this falling into surrender works. And here we are. And I feel like what your soul, one of your many soul gifts, the way I experience it, you feel like a connector to me, like this really powerful connector. I really feel like you were the beginning of my social media connection to any type of conscious or spiritual community. I had been forming my own foundations. I had my first intuitive coach who I still work with to this day. She's so powerful, but you really introduced, it's like, it's kind of like the seven, the, what is it? The, uh, seven degrees of separation. I feel like I can do that with you with like most people in my life who are in this world. How does that? Yeah, that, that is a very, very, very accurate assessment. I remember one day I was sitting at a table with a bunch of my friends, a bunch of really spiritually gifted, cool peeps. And I remember sitting there and being like, pretty much every single person here was connected by me in some way, shape or form, whether that be through, I connected them to them, then they connected to the other person. It's been a very effortless gift of mine. And I, I, I just see the gaps really clearly in where this person needs to meet this person. They definitely need to get together. And yeah, here we are. How do you think that translates, you know, when you look at your soul work and why you're here in this lifetime, what do you think that's about? I just, I love filling in the gaps for people. And and I think part of it is just being a giver, being someone who wants to support the people in my life and seeing gaps where that can, I feel like I'm a middleman sometimes in consciousness. You know, it's like um, they're walking across the bridge and I'm like, just walk this way. Go, go right here. Here, talk to, talk to this person over there. There's a <laughs> wizard under the bridge and I think y- y'all need to talk to each other. And then they talk to the wizard under the bridge and then, next thing you know, the wizard under the bridge is talking to them. Yeah. Oh, I love it that. Off and being friends. Yeah. I love that, which actually brings me to, I wanted you in the intro that I gave for you, your purpose is to reveal the cosmic joke. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. So that actually came to me. I was in a, like a plant medicine journey in 2000 and 2019. And it was a really, really powerful experience because I came into it with the intention all right we're gonna have to just add that to the podcast (laughs) so i was in a plant journey and one of my intentions that i said is i want to feel and know who i truly am Mm -hmm. and in that journey one of the things that came to me so clearly so powerfully and i'm so grateful for it was you're here to reveal the cosmic joke and how that plays out to me is some of the ironic ways that we try and get to things in our life but it actually only ever always takes us further away (laughs) i'll give some examples fighting for peace the 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 pure energy of fighting will never get you there 
or for example um people pleasing we people please because we try and get people to like us but the reality is was when we do that we don't like ourselves so we can never actually experience the vibration of being liked and belonging because mm. we first of all don't belong and like ourselves we first don't belong to excuse me and like ourselves so it's all these tricky ways that our ego tries to get us somewhere but it only takes us farther away from that same thing and it really takes us to the opposite of it which is yeah there's a bit of cosmic uh comedic theater in this dance of life and i think that is a statement that kind of sums it up yeah i love that the way you're describing that i'm seeing it as like this pattern of opposites and in order to experience one thing it's like you have to experience all the ways that it's not the thing i don't know what do you think uh here's what comes to me when you say that is and this is this has really helped me in a lot of ways is you see that if you can clearly see that the way that you're doing it will never on a logical emotional spiritual level get you to where you want to go it becomes a lot easier to put it down and to choose something mm -hmm. different because you realize the futility of trying to get there through a way that will only take you in the opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it really is I mean it's a masterpiece of a video game. <laughs> like how how did they do that? How did creation come up with this? It's genius. <laughs> God got that Nintendo software he just programmed all of us with. So, okay, so this brings me to, you know, I mentioned to you at the beginning, the intro to this podcast is about living a wildly surrendered life while still being fully present on earth and not being afraid to get dirty and be human and have fun and, and live on this magical playground that we call earth. And I, you are, to me, you're an embodiment of that. When I watch your journey um, on social media, it's just... It's like, so first off, Kyle, just in my impression, you're just intuitively, you just travel the world intuitively. Um, and the way that I, it's like you create universes with each of your experiences. You know, I've watched you in relationship and you've been in relationship with extremely powerful women. And it's like this whole world is created and then when it's time, you both go your separate ways and take those worlds with you. It's like, it's this, it feels like this great expansion and you keep doing it over and over and over. You feel like limitless possibility to me of what life can be when you really surrender and trust. And we use those words all the time, but I can only imagine the darkness and hurt and pain and resistance that you have to go through to get to that level of surrender to really be like, okay, I'm really surrendering. Like I'm going to go to this place, even if I just have a hundred dollars in my pocket or whatever it is. So I love to hear a little bit about that. When you say that specifically, do you mean... <laughs> really surrendering or what do you what do you mean exactly all um I guess all of it like I don't know there's I, there's so much there I would love to hear I would love to hear about your life now I'd love to hear what's currently happening in your life I'd love to hear 
yeah, what that surrender looks like for you. First of all, I want to just say I really, really appreciate and uh, I always just feel your reflection so deeply and so accurate. So thank you very much for your reflections. Um, I have put my ass on the line more times than I can count in situations that most people in the world would think are stupid why the f are you doing this how are you going to make money where is this all going to come from but there was nothing more that i had to rely on than my soul being like just take the leap mm -hmm. and uh you got a little bit of time i can give you a really really great story that kind of surmises everything if you want to hear it yeah we got all the time in the world we got as much time as you've got <laughs> okay so here's here's one of the moments that i really really solidified that i could trust my my gifts. So it was February 2nd, 2017. I was in relationship with a woman uh, that I had met in person in Los Angeles, but she actually lived in Germany. So we were kind of doing a long distance thing. I was scheduling a visit to come see her at the end of February. And I remember sitting in my, my room in my little office. And I remember having this intuitive hit check out flights right now from Los Angeles to Berlin. And I checked flights. I saw one ticket. It was $180 from Los Angeles to Berlin. The only quote unquote problem I had was I had about a $300 credit card and no other money. But my soul was like, you need to book this ticket like yesterday. So I booked the ticket. I paid a little bit of travel insurance just in case I decided to go back on my decision. And the flight, the only problem was the flight was leaving February 4th. So two days. And I blew through over half my net worth just on the ticket. <laughs> the other funny piece was I was dating at the time a German Virgo, which if you know anything about Germans, if you know anything about Virgos, they love planning. So for me to switch from the end of February to just rocking up at your apartment <laughs> in the next two days, you know, might have might have caused some crunchiness. And but but my soul was speaking to me so clearly, go, 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 go. Mm. I booked the ticket. And funnily enough, I had no idea where money was gonna come from. The next day, a client of mine who was a neighbor, a former coworker, signed up to work with me. Very unexpected. And I'm on my journey. I'm on my journey to Germany. And funnily enough, again, my, I gave a free session away to a woman who lived in Berlin, just so happened to live in Berlin, <laughs> Berlin two weeks before. That's wild. She ends up signing up to do a VIP day with me. So what I got to see, I believe our intuition or God, it, it, it's like chess. When you take the next move, you don't realize how many other chess pieces mm. are there to support you. But if you get too caught up in playing checkers and going, if I go here, this happens. But with, with following your intuition, it's the equivalent to me of leap and then that appears. Yeah. Leap and you realize how many other characters and people are there to support you. I don't know why. I don't even remember why I gave that woman a free session two weeks before. But it just so happened to line up perfectly. So I spend a month in Germany. 
And funnily enough, we'll take this journey back to the end of 2016, where I got a medium reading from someone. And this medium told me, you're going to have a powerful activation in England. Never heard that in my life. So, Hold, and like, this is before you were ever even planning on being in England, right? Because I, I was only planning on being in Germany. Right. Yeah. And I know you went to England. Okay. Continue. That's amazing. So, <laughs> so I went to England twice. So you might be thinking about the second one. Okay. Got it. Got it. So I go to, I go to England. I go, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to take a month and go to London by myself. My, my ex at the time was studying and doing university work. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to England and spend a month there. I had less money than when I came to Germany. I had about $65 <laughs> and uh, a plane ticket and two nights uh, to stay at someone's house that it was a friend of a friend and they offered me two nights to just sleep. So that's all I had. That, my intuition screaming at me, <laughs> I needed to go. 30 days, no idea where fucking money was gonna come from. <laughs> so the day I'm about to leave from Germany to England, I had a client who was supposed to pay me. I had a very funny feeling that this person was going to flake on me. And maybe four or five hours before my flight, that person's like, hey, Kyle, just to let you know, I'm not going to end up following through with the mentorship anymore. And I noticed myself. I noticed myself feeling frustration. It was an extreme situation, so to speak. At $65, after that person said no, my intuition said, Kyle, you need to go channel this frustration and just make content, make a live video. I go and I make a live video. And then as soon as that live video ends, my intuition says, Kyle, look to see, click to see who liked your video. Mm -hmm. I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. I see one guy who I met one time in California. He owns a wine company. And something just told me to click his profile. Click his profile. The first post that I see is me and my team are at the Raw Wine Festival in London. And I'm like, this guy lives in California. How does that even happen? Okay, <laughs> I definitely need to connect with him. Click on his profile, send him a message. He's like, cool, you know, uh, I'll take you out to dinner with me and my team for the first, you know, for a few nights here while you're here. And, you know, we'll hang out. The next thing I know, I'm on this plane. I'm, I'm like scribbling affirmations. I'm like, I exude a bunk, uh, luxury and abundance <laughs> with every step and breath I take. I exude luxury and abundance. And I'm just furiously writing this get to hmm. the airport in my innocent naivety of traveling in my early days the person at immigration asked me how much money do you have and i don't know i thought for some reason they'd be able to check it <laughs> so i was just like 75 dollars after me saying 75 dollars he goes step aside come come over here so i'm in immigration timeout Eventually, I realized the rules of the game. I kind of had to tell a couple little white lies here and there, but I got myself <laughs> through the border and slept, slept at the airport my first night. Ended up giving a session to some random dude at a coffee shop. <laughs> and that morning is when my, my stay was ready at this friend of a friend's house. I paid for my ticket to get on the bus, which was about the equivalent to US $18, which at the time was about a quarter of my net worth. So I am, I am just winging it. I'm, I'll never forget. I'm on this bus and I'm, I'm crying. I'm overwhelmed. I'm like, I don't know. It's me, my backpack, 50 bucks. I don't know what the F I'm going to do. And I get to this coffee shop called Pret-a-Manger in London. And I remember I'm texting 
this guy that I'm supposed to meet who owns this wine company in California. And I remember just thanking him and just saying, you know, I've been going through some hard stuff. I really appreciate you taking me out for dinner. And I'll never forget this next text message gives me chills. And he goes, just real simply, do you need help? Oh my gosh. It gives me chills. I just got chills. Yeah. And I, I remember going back and forth with my like mm. masculine, want to keep it all together kind of pride. And then I just went, yeah, I do need help. Mm. And he goes, meet me at my hotel in London, in Chelsea or Soho, wherever it was in London. I'm going to give you 500 pounds cash when I see you. And this is where, this is a, basically a stranger, a guy I've met one time. Yeah. And why I found that so fascinating was because this is like the other chess pieces. Mm. You know, they come to support you in moments when you take that first leap. And this is one of the quotes that I would say I've lived my life by in a lot of ways. It's a quote by Terrence McKenna, and he goes, this is how magic is done. Mm. You leap into the abyss, and you realize that it's just a bed of feathers. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I say that, and I didn't know it. I don't know if I heard it from you, but, like, I say that. I had to have heard it somewhere, yes, because I experienced that over and over. The way I typically yeah. say it, it's like if you take the leap, options become available to you that just weren't possible before you took the leap. It's just not possible. It's like unfolding a deck of cards. Like, like anyway, yeah. yes, continue, please. That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't realize that was a Terrence McKenna quote. I love that. Such a good one. So just the the wildest synchronicities. I remember a mentor of mine who I didn't even know. I don't even, I didn't communicate with him. I don't even know if he knew I was in England. I remember one day just standing in an apartment that I'd rented and I get a $250 PayPal with just a message that says, keep your heart open and keep your head up. Mm -hmm. I hadn't told him anything about what I was experiencing. I don't know. Maybe he saw my social media. I didn't even post about what I was going through, but maybe he picked up some things. I don't know. Saw a picture of me crying somewhere on Instagram. <laughs> and the 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 wildest synchronicities just begin to happen. And I remember there was one other big piece to this, two other big pieces. I remember I was on a call with my ex. And after England, we were planning on going to Bali. And we're on the phone. And I think it was about maybe a Monday, Sunday or something. And she goes, do you want to book our tickets for Bali on Thursday? And I had about $500 in my account. Not enough, but not far off. And, but something in my intuition just said, make a decision. Hmm. So I'm on the phone with her and I said, yeah, well, let's book our tickets on Thursday. I swear to all that's good in this world, might've been a minute or two. It was very shortly after I pull up my phone I pull up Facebook. I have four voice notes from a dude who was in one of my free programs back in the day. And he says, I just came out of a medium reading. And this medium told me that there was a guy named Kyle who's supposed to help me with emotional oh healing. My gosh. <laughs> that Thursday, he signs up to become a client of mine. That Friday, he sends me an extra payment I wasn't even expecting. Wow. So I had all the money I needed and so much more to make this trip to Bali. We book our tickets on that Friday. And to, to make this story full circle, the medium who gave me a reading <laughs> lived in Las Vegas. 
She just so happened to be in London <laughs> at the same time as me for a mediumship training at a school called Arthur Finley in Stansted. Oh, wait, is this Stephanie? And this is Stephanie, yeah. I saw like a post. Where I don't know if you all shared a memory or something. Anyways, continue. So shout out to Stephanie Sinclair. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And she's amazing. I did a She did a whole customized uh, hypnosis, subliminal hypnosis to redirect my consciousness. She's amazing. She's like a neurophysicist now. She's amazing. Continue. That's cool. Yeah, she's like, um, yeah, she has a PhD. And it, yeah, anyway, continue. <laughs> so I end up meeting up with her for fish and chips in London after like a big portion, a big chunk of this month. And that to me was so wild because she was the one who was like, go to England. And funnily enough, that month in my business, I made more money than I had ever made in my business mm. to that time which really showed me and the biggest lesson I took away from this is your heart and soul will never lead you astray. Mm. No matter what smoke and mirrors pop up, no matter what mm. things show up, what obstacles, if you follow your heart and soul, even this is how it you know, comes to me in my consciousness now. If, if I follow my heart and soul, no matter what smoke and mirrors pop up, I will always be taken care of and be on the best path to receiving everything that I want and becoming every becoming who I really am here to be. And there's no other, there's no shortcut. There's no way around it. There's no anything. That is the fastest path for me to awaken to who I am and what I'm here to have in this world. So, so that was one of my biggest surrender moments. That is an incredible story. <laughs> that is amazing. I want to offer one little note on it and then I have questions. So just me hearing it in succession, just in the way that you told it, one piece that I hear is, you know, the first person asked you if you needed help and you had to decide in that moment whether you were going to surrender to allow yourself to receive. And then the succession yeah. of stories that I heard was just the money showing up. Like, it was like you just had to say yes that one time. And then in the other examples, it just kept showing up. So that was yeah. cool. I think I think God plants angels in the places where you follow your intuition. So what does that look like for you? Like, can you articulate and describe, because this is different for everyone, and it's like a snowflake or a fingerprint, what does that feel like, sound like, taste like? What is that like for you? And what is it like to say yes? That's a great question. So for me, how it occurs is, is an instinct. It's a hit. It's a quick do this, don't do this. That's, that's how it's operated for me. It, it can be the fastest situation. It's like, go here, do this, call this person right now. I can't tell you how many times clients have showed up because I'll just be sitting on a couch at one in the morning and my intuition's like message this person, they're supposed to work with you. Mm. And I write them and then funnily enough, they end up working with me. And it can appear as excitement it can appear as, for me, it's more knowing. It's just, I know this is what I'm supposed to do. I don't know why. I don't know how. I don't know what it's going to lead to, but I need to do this first step. And I, I equate it to like dominoes. Sometimes you don't understand why you knock over the first domino. But then when all the other ones start to fall over, you realize how that was led to a succession of events that you could never have predicted mm -hmm. with your conscious, logical mind. And um, it works differently for everyone, as you said. 
Some people have an emotional response. Some people have a psychic vision. I get visions as well. But when it comes to decisions, sometimes it's, it's a clear, clear knowing. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. What, so the saying yes part, <laughs> can you talk a little bit about that journey? Is it that it just gets so loud that then you have to say yeah? Like, what does that feel like? Because you have a decision to say yes or no. Does it get so painful <laughs> when you say no? Like, what is it? I think for me, I've paired it with logic at this point, mm. right? Meaning if I say yes, it's only going to be awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to make my life better by not saying yes to my own soul and intuition. Mm. So it occurs to me more like I'm more scared at this point. Uh, I say scared kind of tongue in cheek, but I would much rather follow my intuition, even if it's scary or doesn't make sense, because I've seen so much evidence in my life as to what happens when I do. And I don't really see another way. Hmm. Hmm. You, You can't, to bring chess back into this, I haven't said this in a long time, but if you play chess with God, God will let you run around sometimes. Do this, do this, do this, do, oh, that's cute. Oh, look at you, not <laughs> listening again. Oh, here's this, oh, you think you're smarter than me. And then <laughs> might be a year, might be six months, might be whatever. But when God checkmates you, you realize you just can't keep doing this. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so I just learned not to, not to try and outsmart the whatever being in this world created everything that ever existed <laughs> and humble myself a little bit to be like, you probably, you probably know some stuff. <laughs> try that on for a minute. Sometimes I picture it like God just sitting there going, I got all the time in the world. I'll wait. Lifetimes. Yes, I'll wait. <laughs> you can reincarnate as a squirrel and learn this lesson of surrender. You can just do it now in this cool human suit. You got. <laughs> but I'm here. I'm chilling. I ain't going nowhere. Which that's a great segue because I want to get to comedy, but before let's do a little noodle pop in because he he's coming in like I'm a co-host. When are you going to bring me in? I got questions. I want to talk to Kyle. So would you like to invite? Would you like to start with talking to Noodle and seeing what my question for you would be? You know, on this topic that we've been discussing, I'd love to hear through your vessel his perspective of whatever wants to come through. Uh, This is a very simplified way of putting it, but I can extrapolate on it. But the thing that I hear is just be me. Just sit around, do your thing, and shit happens. (laughs) It's so noodle. You've got, you 100% have him. That is so noodle. Continue. Yeah. It's (laughs) almost just like I get this sense of like, what are you doing? Like, just, just, just be me. Stop making it so complicated. Keep it simple. You know, he's like, when I chose Jessica, I know that I chose her because she's in tune with me. Hmm. Because she's in tune with me, I listen. And because I listen to her, I get everything that I want. And the the reference I get from Noodle is, just be like that with God, how I am with Jessica. Oh, I love that. Oh, oh wow. That's so beautiful. I love that. 
Hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Yeah. And even for me, I'm seeing it like I totally trust me to take care of Noodle. Mm-hmm. So, like, what if I transfer that to my relationship with God? Like, fully. I fully trust myself right. to take care of Noodle. I would never let anything happen to him. Yep. And that's that a, means, that's a great analogy. like, there's no, and when I say I wouldn't let anything happen to him, it's like, that doesn't mean nothing bad is going to happen. You know, it's like, it doesn't mean that anymore. It right. means it that mean I might not walk down the stairs and trip for a second, but that also means you're going to be there to take care of him if that ever happens. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I love how you said, you know, I, I'd said when Kyle and I were talking off air for a couple of minutes, um, in the beginning, I'd said that Noodle loves, to, like, he'll probably pop in before we're ready for him because he's always right here. He's ready to play. He's ready to communicate. And didn't you say that he, like, you he popped in this morning for you during meditation? Yeah, I'm just sitting there in my bed and I'm just getting visions <laughs> of a pig talking to me. And I'm like, all right, this is what we're doing today. That is 100% him. Do you recall what was happening, what he said? I don't remember, but I remember there was, like, a certain a certain eye contact and I, I don't know if yeah it was a, it was a real like I could just feel never, I, I've never said this before and I probably will never say this exact <laughs> sentence again but I could feel the soul of your pig just looking at me in this vision and it was just such a it wasn't a look from an animal <laughs> yeah 100% yeah yes I mean <laughs> yes Wow, that's that. this is this is exactly why I was so excited. Why I'm so excited to have guests on to hear his energy is so deep, his wisdom is so deep, and it delights and excites my soul to hear through yet another perspective to him to come through your gifts and your talents and your perspective. It's so beautiful. So thank you. <laughs> Thank you for giving me the honor of channeling your pig. He'll probably keep coming to you. Now that you've made contact, I'm sure you can talk to him anytime you want to. Which, okay, so... Cold sweats at 3 a.m. Just, why is he talking to me at 3 a.m. telling me I need to book a ticket to Mexico or China? Oh, my God. If Noodle starts coming to you with instructions, oh, that, that will be amazing. That will be the best ever. So, okay, so let me ask him... <laughs> Okay, so this isn't new. He's already come to me with this. He's already been excited. I didn't realize this until he said it. You're the first man to channel him. And he was really, really excited about that. Multiple people have channeled him in when I do animal communication courses and we practice, but it's all been women. My partner, Joey, he has an amazing, you know, Joey's deeply intuitive, but he doesn't consciously sit down and say, I'm going to channel. So he's connected with Noodle, but he's never channeled in the way that we're doing it right now. So Noodle was like, he's, he wants to get all broed up. He's like, he's, he's talking about mean girls. I'm not, I don't even know what that means. I've never, hold on. I've never heard him talk about that. Yeah. Like he's just excited to be hanging out with a man, talking to you. He wants to be broed out and he wants to know about mean girls. Noodle, what do you want to, do you need to like introduce you to female pigs? Is that, what you, is that what you mean? Yeah, he just, he like wants to hang out like bros. <laughs> Whenever I'm in Kentucky, consider it done, Noodle. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Okay, let me see if he has any questions. Hmm. <laughs> He's showing you like at the top of a mountain, jumping off with like your arms out and like like you're flying. He's showing you like wind wind in your face and like the wind carrying you hmm. he's just showing you going around the globe around the globe it's like flying from bird's eye perspective it's really beautiful does that what does that mean for you i think it's more a summary of my journey hmm. more than anything you know i'd be curious to ask i don't know why this came to me and such a clear intuitive hit. Do you have any messages through Noodle for me in this current time and place? <laughs> so right, he's showing himself like in the backyard, just chomping on grass. Man, you're doing it. Just keep on doing it. He's just like super chill. Hold on. Cool. He's like, yeah, you're doing it. Just keep doing it. And he's chewing grass. And he's being super chill. Let me ask him if there's anything else. That's it. He's like, carry on. <laughs> he does want me to ask you about meeting girls, though. I don't even know what he wants me to ask you. He wants you to respond to that. There's not a, a show or movie I've ever watched. Um, I don't know what it is. That is the one movie every time I tell a woman that I've never seen it, they're surprised. You know, it's funny. This is a funny story. I don't know why this is coming up, but I'm trying to remember who I was talking to, but I remember I was talking to a woman and I don't know how the topic of Mean Girls came up, but I was like, yeah, I've never seen it. And she was so surprised that I'd never seen it. And I'm like, I don't know who you think I am. I don't know what you think this is, that I've just been watching Mean Girls. <laughs> grown ass man but this is uh that's all i got to say on mean girls <laughs> okay that's funny <laughs> or has there been any mean girls in noodles life i don't i'm not sure maybe that would be oh no no he's saying dating girls he wants to know about dating girls meet not mean meet m-e-e-t meeting <laughs> Okay. That's why I was so confused. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what cinema this guy's been going to, but that story was worth it though. That cracked me up. Um anything in particular that Noodle wants to know about meeting oh, yeah. girls? <laughs> Noodle, I don't even know what this means. He's like, how do you do it? Like I, I'm asking him, like, what do you mean? Do you want me to take you to meet girl pigs? I think he's just excited to be like talking to a guy and he wants to talk about guy stuff. So okay. let me, let me ask him. Hold on. Yeah. He just wants to know how do you meet girls? I didn't think I was going to be going here with uh noodle today, but we're here. <laughs> then we'll get to comedy. This is comedy. All right. Well, it, 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 it's funny actually, because when I was, one of the ways that I actually got into personal development was through meeting girls. That's interesting. So, See, Noodle knows what he's talking about. It was one of the, like, 
you know, when you think about a 16, 17, 18 year old dude, and you discover, I remember seeing videos of these guys online through a weird, interesting synchronicity of events. But um, I was a basketball player and I had just gotten a scholarship to play basketball at a, at a private high school in California. And my first scrimmage, which for those that don't know what a scrimmage is, it's a game that doesn't count, that can happen before basketball season starts. And I broke my leg in that scrimmage at a school, basketball was my life. When I mean, I, I ate, shat, slept. That's all I thought about all the time. Probably four or five hours every day. Playing, practicing, training. And first game of the season, scrimmage. I break my leg at a school. I'd just gotten a scholarship to go. I was so excited to be in the school. And uh, remember having a hip-to-toe cast at my grandma's house and Googling. I'd never had a kiss until I was 16. This was kind of like the gateway drug into it all. Um, <laughs> I looked up like how to meet girls or, or how, to, I, how to get girls, something like that. <laughs> and I remember seeing these videos of these guys online who just like walked up to women and just started talking to them. They would kiss them, they'd get their phone numbers. And I was just like, you could do that? I think it just blew my mind. So that same level of ferocity that I trained basketball, I was like, cool, I'm going to like just go meet girls all the time. And what was so cool about that to me, though, it, was, it goes so much deeper than that. There's a level of you learn so much about yourself in the process sometimes of meeting people that you're interested in, mm. how you show up, how you speak, how you talk. Are you vague? Are you specific? Are you direct? Are you afraid? And it was such a crash course for me in personal development. And then kind of through another interesting series of events, I remember I was 16 years old. I shit you not. In that same company that made these videos, there was a section where you can meet a local wingman in your area. <laughs> That's amazing. So imagine me, 16 years old, meeting up with grown ass men in the <laughs> middle of Los Angeles. My parents having no effing clue about what's going on. Never forget, I'm just like in this, I meet this guy first time, which is, which is a strange concept in and of itself. If I were to tell my parents, hey, I'm about to meet up with some 34-year-old dude in Los Angeles and go talk to girls, their eyebrows would probably raise and probably reroute me back to the house. But um, I'll never forget, I'm just like in this dude's car as we're about to go like go somewhere to go meet women. And, like, what's uh, this guy thinking? You know what I mean? I'd love to know what's going yeah. on in his head. I think it was a different time back then. It was less, <laughs> less politically right, right, correct. Right. I don't think he was too worried about being canceled. And <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, but, but where that took me, though, was it took me to learn about, because some of these guys, they taught about meditation. They taught about personal development. They taught about many things. So, you know, what, what, what? What carrot can you dangle in front of a teenage boy's face to get him inspired to meditate and learn about Eckhart Tolle and all these things? I'm, I'm guessing for most of them, it's women. <laughs> and yeah, that really took me on such a deep journey. And it taught me, one of the things that it taught me more than anything was what's possible when you say yes. Mm. Right? Because you could have all the excuses in the world. I, I'll never forget, I think I was 16, 17 years old. I'm in the middle of this mall in Los Angeles, I see this woman 
beautiful, beautiful woman. And the fact that I just walked up to her, started a conversation, and the next thing I know, we're on a date. How did that all come about? <laughs> and what that, what that showed me more than anything, and why I think this is a greater metaphor for life, is what's available to you when you say yes, when you embody courage, that otherwise would just be something in the background that you would have never known existed. Hmm. Right? And I think we can all think of a time in our life when we take a leap, when we go, all right, I'm just going to say yes, or I'm just going to talk to them. And the next thing you know, that's the person you marry, or that's the person you do business with. And, and it's so exciting to me because it shows me how much opportunity is available everywhere yeah. if you're willing to be courageous and say yes. So thank you for that doodle. Oh, that's that's beautiful. And what he showed me, he showed me a couple of things. He's like, I this was his interview question. He it's like he knew where it was going to lead, and he's being professional. One asking interview questions to prompt stories. Number two, he's telling me. Joe, he talking about Joey, talking about my partner. He's like, that's my dad. It's not the same. That's like hanging out with dad. This is like hanging out with a cool friend. <laughs> and he's also showing me like how sweet it is that that guy did take you out because he's showing like that male mentorship for other males that's so absolutely needed. I, that just feels really sweet and beautiful. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would say that guy was a mentor, but. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was an inter- it was an interesting Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's that's amazing. Um, okay, so comedy. Let's talk about comedy. So that's another thing that we, um, or at least I connected with you when we very first met. Because for me, when my spiritual awakening began, all I listened to in Bluetooth headphones twenty four seven was spiritual teachers, comics. Because to me. They're on the exact same. Well, they're on the. That was my microphone. Sorry. They're on the exact. <laughs> Kyle's looking at me like, oh, geez. No, I'm, I'm like, no, I'm saying it's all good. That was my expression. <laughs> they're on the exact same spectrum of getting to the layers and nuances of things that people don't want to talk about, like getting under the unconscious stuff in cool, just nuanced ways and ways that we haven't thought about it before and I love it feels so unique and fun that this is your soul's path of putting all of that together and really like owning it because the comedian part feels like yeah it just feels like such an embodiment of actually being on this earth and like embodying these lessons and remembering not to take it so seriously and being able to come at teaching from a whole other angle. It's just so cool. So I'd love to hear about that journey from you. The journey of how I got into comedy or, um, well, what do you want to talk about? Like journey of how you got into comedy, what you're doing now, like what it, what comedy looks like. Cause I feel like you're going at it from a whole different, I don't know that I've seen anything like what you're doing. Well, thank you. Um, so firstly, I would say I, I've been funny my whole life, popped out the womb, cracked some jokes. (laughs) Um, but you know, I got into this kind of whole spiritual path, but one of the most essential aspects of me that I feel like, I don't want to say I left out because I, I, it was always kind of embodied in me. But one of the things that I think didn't get enough attention was my comedian side. You know, I was voted 
in, in the yearbook in high school, I was class clown. There's a picture of me, you know, just wearing a sombrero <laughs> with my photo in the yearbook. Um, and it was 2018. I, I had a mentor of mine. I think he suggested to me to make a comedy video. And I made a video and that was my biggest video I'd ever made at the time. And I just took note, right? Like how many people just took note of it, how much energy came my way, be it comments, likes, views, as a reflection of me diving into that. So mm -hmm. it was one of those things where it's like, pay attention to that. And then it just, it, the first video I did as well was, it was a spoof on when you jump on a discovery call with a life coach <laughs> and just like, oh, you don't want it bad enough, so we'll sell your kid's stroller. <laughs> really want to do this mentorship sell your kid's stroller take out a loan sell your car do whatever you need to do sell a kidney to the black market <laughs> are you committed or you're not i'm not going to tell you which i'm not going to say yes or no i'm going to say which program do you want to join <laughs> and and, and it, what it did is it poked at the kind of unconscious underbelly of what mm -hmm. happens in a lot of the coaching industry the manipulation the snake oil salesman the you know all this stuff and um what I feel when I tune into that is a lot of people view that and was just like, it was an exhale because mm -hmm. comedy put the spotlight on that truth of just like, that's the thing we all feel, but no one's really made. Mm -hmm. And that took me into a journey of creating skits, um, all kinds of things just around spirituality, personal development. I, I tried stand up a couple of times in 2019 in Los Angeles. But what I noticed in myself in that process was, I'm not like a stand-up comedian in Los Angeles. Mm. I'm not like a, I'm not here to go on the stand-up circuit. Maybe one day, but what, my angle has never been that because the stuff that I experience in my community, we're not talking about a lot of things that comedians are talking about. We're not in the spaces that comedians are in. We're not worried about Tinder dates and Snapchat and mm -hmm. you know all of these things. We're deep, spiritual, profound people who look deeper. Now what life's all about. And I love to create jokes and comedy skits about that. Yeah. And so where I stand is more, I've, I've created the audience for myself and people come in that way. Sometimes it's people who don't go to comedy shows, mm -hmm. but they love that because it's so relevant to their life. And, um, you know, uh, I did spiritual stand up in Mexico which was amazing. I had a beautiful time there. I headlined a lot of shows in Mexico. And... I saw a clip of it. It was amazing. Well, thank you. Um, and yeah, I remember I was talking about how Tulum, Mexico is full of like, it's just the most populated place of white shamans. <laughs> it's uncanny. <laughs> just, well, how are they all here? What's their certification? Okay, they watched a couple YouTube videos. Um, <laughs> Yeah, graduated from YouTube University with a PhD <laughs> in YouTube Premium. So, and, and it's so beautiful because, like, you know, like everything, it's not black and white. There's two sides to it. What's so beautiful about what's happening now is we do have the power. There's such expansion to yes. claim and share and it fully express from our souls and not feel the need of, oh my God, I can't do this unless I have this certification that this person has told me that this is okay. Yeah. And. <laughs> And like anything else, there's, 
you know, abuse of it, bastardization, and there's us taking ourselves too seriously and you shining a light on all of those things. Uh, and, and that you summed it up so perfectly because I can make jokes, but I can still hold space for the totality of like what's real yeah, and what exists even inside the jokes. Um, and I just came back, actually, I just came back from doing two shows in Spain, which were amazing. Oh, awesome. First one sold out double than what I could have even imagined, which was just a beautiful, beautiful experience. And, wow. you know, we, we, we talk about some of the real shit, you know, and some of the funny stuff and some of the floaty, fluffy, no substance stuff. You know, the, one of the last shows I did, we're talking about a guy who wife uh, paid for him to get a a crystal shoved up his butt to help him unlock more abundance. <laughs> and I'm like, if you can't, if you can't laugh at that, uh, you gotta, you gotta get funny bone surgery or something. <laughs> his wife paid for him. And, and I, 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 God bless this man. Cause I, I had him in the hot seat. He was my content for a solid 30 minutes <laughs> that I just kept coming back to. But what was really interesting to notice as well in the comedy shows was how sometimes it was so quiet. And I was like, wow, this is interesting. And after the show, people came up to me and they said, people were processing. Wow. People were like, is this me thinking deeply? So what it also showed me was that just because people aren't laughing in moments mm. doesn't mean that they're not present, engaged, and it's impacting them deeply. Yeah. And that's where I think comedy can bridge so powerfully with transformation because there's the storytelling, there's the nuances that, you know, you're, you're kind of opening up the hood of the car and seeing what's really there. And the last thing I'll say is I remember in 2019, um, a buddy of mine, Oren Harris, called me up to facilitate something at one of his events. And there was a woman who was sharing all these things about her own. This is all kind of created on the spot. It was like uh, consciousness improv. This woman was sharing about like her struggles and, you know, what she was going through and feeling um, just her own struggles and limiting beliefs in her as a practitioner or something. And I remember my job was to channel her limiting beliefs and act it out. Mm. Like, you know, I know God's speaking to me and it's all these things, but I just don't feel good. And, and it was this whole thing. And it was so powerful because people were so engaged and so taken aback and impacted by it because it, I wasn't taking her through some, some process. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I bridged entertainment which people are looking for people yeah. I feel like are dying for entertainment because people don't realize how transformational entertainment is. When you think about Netflix and you think about, there's another thing it's called Gaia. I don't know. Have mm -hmm. you heard of it? Yeah. It's like, it's like the Netflix of spirituality. Yeah. Netflix has a lot more users than Gaia. Why? Because it's entertaining. Mm -hmm. People are enraptured. I remember I got a free subscription of Gaia and I tried it out. I don't think I ever pulled up anything for more than five minutes because I was fucking bored. Same. I, I had a mind. subscription and I ended up canceling it because I, I did the same. I don't want to listen to some 65-year-old dude talk about, and nothing wrong with it. There's people I'm sure that get a lot out of it and I can yeah. hold space for the value of it. And what if you can get both? What if you can have a beautiful time and play and enjoy and learn, expand, grow? And I'm here to bridge the gap between both of them. Yes. Oh, my God. I love it. It's th this, what you're saying is why I created this podcast. It's like, what could be more fun than me hosting a podcast with my pet pig noodle? Like, my 12-year-old girl is freaking out right now, my 12-year-old inner girl. And it's like, this gets to be fun. It gets – the yeah. possibilities are limitless. And I just – 
yeah, laughter and joy and not taking ourselves so seriously and exhaling, there's so much healing in that and fun and expansiveness. And really, it's like a laser shot to your true essence, to your true vibration. Absolutely well said. You talking about, you know, the silence in the room. I mean, to me, that is, that is what the highest level comics can do. I, what, who comes to mind right away is Louis C.K. And just the, you know, whether you're a fan or not, I just have studied, I'm not talking about you, I'm just in general, if anyone's a fan or not. You know, I've studied so many comics and watched their progression and just the, the way that he can take you into the nuances and make you see things in a way that you just haven't before. That's, that's high level. I mean, that's a philosopher comedian, which is what you're doing and, and how you're describing it and how I experience your comedy. I mean, when I watch your, when I watch your reels, I do the same thing. I'm like, I'm like oh shit, is that me? When I saw spiritual Steve starts a podcast, I was like, Oh fuck, that's me. <laughs> it made me laugh so much. And it, and it's interesting also to see, you know, if I get, tr- if you get triggered by something, it's like, oh, that's interesting. I'm taking myself way too seriously. Yeah. 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 It's so fun. Oh my gosh. When, um, Shiva, what's, what's the guy's name with the upside down sunglasses? Shiva Braveheart. Oh my God. When Shiva Braveheart becomes a Christian, just all of them are so great. It's so fun to watch. And, and what I was referring to in that video, cause it, and I'm sure you and me, you know, we have a, a pool of a lot of the same people on Facebook and similar. It's predictable. I, I remember saying, I'm like, every six months, <laughs> spiritual person's going to go Christian and shame people a little bit, tell them they found Jesus. And I find it really, really interesting. It happens with so many people and it's the same pattern, just in a different guise. And God bless. I, I hope everyone right. finds whatever, whatever works for them. Truly, truly, truly. If that makes them happy, I love it for them. And comedy is a a great way to show some of the patterns that a lot of people go through that aren't so personal. (laughs) The way I experience it is just noticing the intensity of the patterns of how they would share one thing. And then it's like, just bloop, take this thing out and plug this thing in. It's like, oh, no, no, but this is the thing. It's like... Yeah. And Christ is just up there smoking a cigarette being like, really? Really? Guys, come on. I remember Pete Holmes, one of my, I talked about him earlier to you, uh, a comic that has a podcast. I, he introduced me to Ram Dass many years ago, and I remember him talking this metaphor about Jesus, and he was talking about how basically, and I don't know anything about sports, so I might get this wrong, but he's talking about like if Jesus was playing football. And he, he's like throwing the ball to you. And for thousands of years, we all just look back and be like, oh, man, that was a great pass. And he's like, idiots, I'm, I'm trying to throw the ball to you so you can run it to the whatever. And we're busy yeah. talking about what an amazing pass it was rather than like catching the ball. <laughs> and, and, you know, I think that's such a, an amazing pass, pass, mm. such a similar word. And it's like, that's the reference. It's like you, they're so focused on the pass, pass, that they pass yeah i love that to get the ball now so i'd love to hear um if you want to talk a little bit about your work how to work with you what it looks like to work with you what you like to support people through so uh 
I combine psychic readings with transformational sessions. And why I do that as well, one, because it's natural to me, but two, because I don't want someone to just get a reading from me. I want someone to be empowered. Mm. I want someone to be equipped. I want someone to be a leader in their own life. Because sometimes people scapegoat their own responsibility onto psychics and they go, what's going to happen here? And I'm like, I'm more interested in why you're so preoccupied with controlling what's going to happen here. Mm. And you're not going to use me as someone to soothe your anxieties. I'm going to support you in full holistic transformation. Yeah. And this is what I love to do. I love to give clear, grounded, practical guidance for people to embody whatever the next evolution of their soul is. That could be in a relationship, that could be in their business, but I make it so easy and so digestible and so down to earth that I, they know what to do and they, they have very clear steps. I don't want someone to book a session with me and go, well, Archangel Michael said hello, <laughs> right? Like, what does that do for them in their life practically? Yeah. I, I love to bridge the mystical and the practical and uh, I love I love supporting hungry go-getters, committed people who really want to break through and get to whatever the next level of transformation embodiment is on this on this plane. Uh, I love mm. I love people who are go-getters, who are accountable, who are responsible. And yeah, I, I do one off sessions um, as well as longer term mentorship. And from time to time, I host master classes on things like creativity, intuition, passion. And uh, it's it's truly a joy. I love that. I just love you. Thank you for sharing how I'll put all your links and stuff, you know, in the, in the text, but do you want to share how to get in contact with you? Uh, if you want to get in contact with me, the best way would be Instagram. I have links in my bio on Instagram where you can book a 30 or 60 minute session with me. If you're interested in diving deeper, uh, my Instagram is Kyle Lipton, just my name with the little at symbol in front. And, uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for being my first official guest. I am honored to have you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I'm super honored to be here. No Noodle wants to say bye. Noodle says bye. Bye, Noodle. <laughs> Thank you for being here. All right. Awesome. All right. We are signing off. <laughs>